welcome to East Coast DNA. Uh, today we have Laura Ray with us. Uh, now, Laura, you're originally from Ottawa, is that correct? Yes, I am. Just south of Ottawa. And you moved here in 2014. I think, that yep, that sounds right. So before, I, I know that you've been doing music since you've been here on the East Coast. But before uh, you moved here, were you like a singer-songwriter in Ontario as well? Yeah. Um, so in university, I came here right when I finished university. Um, okay. And while I was in university, I performed at local venues in Ottawa. So like Safe Odds, which is no longer there and it's devastating. Um, the Rainbow, stuff like that, like opening for friends and collaborating with friends. Um I did that for maybe like the last two or three years that I was in Ottawa. So like 2011 to 2014. Um, and then when I moved here, I kind of just stopped and I took a long pause um, and focused on paying off my student loans, uh, working, like building my career as a teacher. Um, oh, speaking yeah. of which, I don't know if any of your students would be listening to your high school teacher. I am a high school teacher, music and visual art, um, and somehow Canadian history next semester. I don't know how that's oh, going to go, go, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I just started again in like 2019, right before everything shut down. I went to um, a music festival in Ontario called Havelock Country Jamboree and met a bunch of musicians there and was like jamming with them and stuff. And they were all like, why are you not doing music? I was like, oh, um, good question. So I started writing again, bought myself a new guitar as inspiration um and then yeah it's just kind of built off of that and it's been a wild ride like i can't believe it's only been really i've only had music out for 14 months like i put my first song out august of last mm -hmm. year so yeah it's been pretty cool like i said you're uh before we start recording there too your didn't know single was on my radar when we started doing the podcast because I'd been doing some stuff before as well and listening to East Coast music. You were in the charts. That that, that made it to number one, did it not? It did, yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Um, my first time ever like experiencing radio. Um, yeah, made it to number one. I think it was on the chart for like, I don't even know, like over 10 weeks. Yeah, it was, um, it was a significant amount of time. But yeah. Now, was that also self-produced? No. Um, okay. So those first two, uh, Didn't Know and Glimpses of Ghosts, were produced by John Landry um, of the oh, Stanfields. there you go. Yeah. Nice shout out for Picto County there. Yeah. Um, and so I am friends with Mark Murphy, the drummer of the Stanfields, and he's my drummer oh. on everything. Yeah. And uh, when I reached out to him, I was like, hey, will you do drums on a couple tracks? Like, I just want to dip my toe in the water and see, like, what maybe I could come up with or what my songs sound like with a band. And he was like, heck Yeah. Um, and so we jammed, practiced a bunch and he was like, hey, my friend John can do the production. And I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. So then John came over and actually in this room, um, we recorded Didn't Know and Glimpses of Ghosts, my first two songs. Wow. Um, and then John stopped doing production because he mm -hmm. went and like got another job doing construction or I don't really know. Um, and so then I started working with, um, Chrissy and Eddie, um, for you and then I like just learned a bunch from John and learned a bunch from Chris and was able to do some like production workshops um, and so then I self-produced Pillow Lines. Awesome and now yeah. the song you you have both an acoustic version 
And then you have like a full band version? Yeah. So did you release the acoustic version second or were they released in parallel? Uh, I released the acoustic version like two weeks after I released the um, full band version. My cat is going to join us. Um, They always do. Lots of episodes have cats in them. Um, yeah, so I did the production on the acoustic version. I just wanted like a right. follow up to the uh, big band version, and so yeah, that's what that's what we did. And that for me, going through your catalog too, I, to jump from didn't know to the acoustic version of you showed like a wide range. Yeah, without getting into like a full album or anything, even just having two songs to base it off of. Now your last song was pillow lines yeah in june so it's been a little while um and that one i produced myself as well which it's kind of funny but when i was in the studio with chris doing you um i used darren van niekirk for my mixing and mastering they're a wizard i do not understand how they're so good at product at uh, mixing and mastering so usually i would go to darren for mixing and mastering and so i had asked them will you mix this song that I'm doing with Chrissy and Eddie. And they were like, yeah, for sure. And then Chris was like, oh, I want to mix and master it. And I'm like, okay, but Darren's expecting work. So I kind of just like scrambled and I was like, what song have I started a demo of that like I really like and I could just keep going on the production. So I got my guitarist, Brandon Mooney, my bassist, Alex Keowen, um, and Mark Murphy back on. And I was like, okay, I got to do this song because Darren's expecting like work and I can't just leave them hanging right like that's their income um so yeah i just like took this demo and ran with it and within like three weeks i sent it off to darren for mixing um yeah so i was kind of forced into doing self like my own production and releasing it Mm -hmm. um but now i'm doing the production on a full album which is going to be in french um Yes, with yeah. uh, Gabrielle Papillon as well. She's- yeah, Gabrielle is, she actually just finished production on, I think it was like her first full album that she produced for someone else. She did Kristen Martell's album. Yeah, that we just had her came on out, like, previous last episode. Week. Yeah. Um, and so, and she speaks French, so it's important to find someone who actually knows what the songs are about to work with. Yeah, And for sure. so, um, yeah, it was paired up with Gab and... We did a bunch of arranging together, and then I've done most of the engineering. Um, I had Joel Waddell in to the studio here to help me with engineering on strings because I'd never done it before. So it's, yeah, it's just like a wild learning process, and everybody that's been involved is just amazing. Um, there's like Chris Reed, or Brad Reed is, um, plays fiddle on it, and uh, Christina plays cello on it she's nominated for a music nova scotia award for classical recording um and then my usuals like mark and brandon and alex are on it as well um daryl um from blue acres to play some mandolin excellent on it uh banjo from the uh mcmillan's camp boys so yeah there's like just getting as many people as i can involved and engineering things myself and just learning along the way a good chunk of those people are either uh, known and interact with the podcast or have been actual guests, or actually a couple of them are future guests that are on my list on the wall over here too. That oh, that's awesome. With. So that's, it's nice to see with the, uh, 
of course, we've been focusing a lot on Nova Scotia artists the last couple of months, so mm-hmm. it was bound to happen. But it's it's nice to see that everyone's helping each other. Yeah, and and uh, those are all familiar names because that's all music that we've been covering. So that's awesome. You, you fit right in there. Mm-hmm. One question I did have as far as those two, you had one song that's only released in a live version, the mm-hmm. uh, Drops of Rain. Yeah, Th- that's a song you wrote yourself. Yep. So it did that one, you just happened to nail a live performance of it and you wanted to release it? Or did you make an artistic choice to release a live version of that? So Brandon and I are from, Brandon's my guitarist, we're from the same small town south of Ottawa. Uh-huh. Um, we've known each other since high school and he like we just happened to end up in the same city. Um, uh-huh. And so when I reached out to him in like the fall... I guess I reached out to him again in the fall of 2019. We started playing together. And then we had plans to go home for Christmas last year, 2021. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sorry, seem like a year ago with like, everything I know it's Yeah. <laughs> so we had plans to go home and we had booked a show at, um, oh my gosh, what's that little bar called? The name is just like not coming to me. Anyways, we had booked a show in Ottawa um, while we were home for Christmas. Sorry, this is Alice and he's very needy. Um, we had booked a show to at Christmas time when we were going to be home. And so as like a promo for that, because no one had ever really heard us play together um, from home, we made a live off the floor version of a song that we were planning on performing. Unfortunately, that show didn't happen because of the virus. Uh, yes. Um and just like numbers were getting really bad again. So we ended up canceling. But yeah, so that was just done as like a promotional tool. And like we actually got it on our first take, which is wild. Like I don't know how that happened. Um, yeah. So then we did like a, a live stream after that as like kind of a compensation for all the people who were hoping to go to the the live show. We did a live stream. So yeah. So where do you shop for horseshoes? Because you got all the good ones. You You had one year with like nailing your performances and then getting nominated as new artist recording of the year like you that's all like you said 14 months yeah it is actually crazy to think about it in that sense and like i like to look back and because you know like you're always striving for the next thing and seeing like okay what's next or how can i do better and like i have a really hard time with comparing myself to other people um but when i look back i'm like oh i've actually accomplished a lot in just over a year Um, I work a lot at it. Like this office space that I'm in, I come in here every morning at 630 and I work in here for two hours every morning before I go to work as a high school teacher. And then when I get home, I usually come in here for two hours up until supper time. And like, thankfully my husband is amazing and makes every meal. So I don't have to cook. Good Um, man. I'm going to give him extra credit there (laughs) because we we don't often get credit because most of us are not like that. So (laughs) good guy to get there. Honestly, like if I didn't have him, I feel like none of this would be possible. Um, And like I shout him out at shows all the time and he gets annoyed with me because I point him out. But really like Matt is a big part of why I've had so much success in the last year and a half. He's shot my music videos. He's edited them all. Um, but he's in the studio with me being like, like I, I could give him co-production credits on some of my songs cause he's right there with me being like, what if you tried this? Or like, you know, giving me ideas. He's very musical as well. He plays bass and drums and guitar. 
Wow. Um, he's from Cape Breton, so oh, yeah. lots Everyone of music. From Cape Breton does that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think like, I think it's part luck, but I think it's like, it's hard work and it's having a yeah. really good support system around me that's allowed me to have so much success in the last year and a bit. Yeah. The effort is obviously key, but there are people that put the effort in and don't have the luck to go along with it. So you, you definitely do have a little bit of luck, mm -hmm. but as I can tell in your background, like in your story that you're just telling here about how much time you're putting into it, you can see in your background that you're, you're living that life outside of your teaching career. You're mm -hmm. living the life of a musician as well. So it, putting in the effort is definitely going to pay off long-term. It's just nice to see that you've had so much success with the, the small number of songs that you've even released yet. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what it's going to be like when you have a full album out. So, and you are going to do that album. It's going to be not a bilingual album. It's going to be completely French. Yeah. Um, so the idea kind of came to me my, when my grandmother passed away um, last summer, two summers ago. Okay. All three of my remaining grandparents like died within a year of each other. So it's hard to remember who, anyway, it's fine. They were old and like they finished life and it was good. But uh, yeah, so when my grandma passed away, my mom had taken all of her poems and stories that she wrote. Like my grandma was a very artistic person. My mom is very artistic as well. And so before my grandma passed, my mom took all of her poems and stories and stuff and put them into um, a book and had it published. And so for my grandmother's 90th birthday, she was able to like give each member of her family a copy of this book of her stories. Awesome. Um and then four years later, she passed away and I was reading through just like reminiscing about her. And one of the stories popped out about how they would sit around the radio when she was a kid and listen to the symphony, the orchestra in Montreal. And she would imagine the dancers. Um, and yeah, so that just like sparked a song. And so I wrote that song um, called Rose Noel after her mother, because it's the story of like how she grew up. Um and then from there, I was like, well, I have one, like maybe I'll, you know, write more in French. And I didn't really write in French before this. Um, yeah. So then a couple more songs came and then I had a mentorship with Emilie Landry, who's uh, a Francophone artist from Campbellton, uh, to write the rest of the songs. So the album is four like folk songs with vocals. And then there's mm -hmm. three instrumental interludes between each um vocal track and people can expect to see a release of that in the spring uh yeah so i'm i j literally just have to track pianos and then it's ready oh, wow. to go so to go off to mixing i mean mm -hmm. um and darren is doing that as well so yeah hopefully like february march if everything goes to plan but i don't know if you've ever i don't know it it never goes to plan, so. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm doing way too many of these interviews back to back as bonus episodes. Yeah. So it's a go with the flow week. It's yeah, I, totally. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a quantity of content at the very very least. Yeah. It's to pull the quality out of it once I'm done. Mm hmm. It's awesome though. Oh, it totally and like I don't know. I've heard often like if you want something done, ask a busy person because yeah. like. We will make time. Yeah. We'll yeah. find time in our schedule. So 
So yeah, we'll just see what happens. I'm not like pushing anything to come out quickly because I want it to be as good as it can be, especially like it's a collection of songs about my grandmother's life. Yeah. Um, and so it touches a lot of people, like all of my siblings, all of my cousins, all of her siblings who are still alive. She had 10 brothers and sisters. They were, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was 11 of them. So, and a lot of them are still alive and all of their kids. So I really want to make sure that like it portrays her family in the best way possible, not only like in the stories that I'm telling, but in the sounds and, and the musicality of it. And is that the same grandmother that would have inspired pillow lines? No. It's a different one. Yeah. So you did mention that there was multiple passings. Yeah. Yeah. Condolences. Thank you. Um, yeah. Pillow lines was, so my mom's, You'll hear it in the album, but my mom's dad passed away when my mom was very young. Um, and my grandmother raised four kids by herself on my mom's side. So, yeah. So when she passed away, it was like all of her stories in my French album. And she was the French side of the family. My dad is a- English, Anglophone. Um, and his parents were both alive until very recently. And so Pillow Lines is like how, after my grandma passed away... It was my perception of how my grandpa probably felt um, being alone without his wife of 70 years. So, yeah. Knowing the story, and I wanted you to tell that story, thank you, yeah. is knowing the story and then listening to the lyrics as the song goes on, it's it's very touching. Thank it's, you. It, it's a very yeah. emotional song. Yeah. And, I think- and even your other ones, like I mentioned that uh, The Drops of Rain the w- the lyrics paint the picture as like when I'm listening to it in the car, I can almost picture you sitting there on a porch with mm-hmm. the rain and playing the song and kind of making the lyrics up as you're just watching things play out in front of you. Yeah. So is the future like after you release your French album, or will you be returning back to some English songs as well? You're planning on being a bilingual artist going forward where you have a little bit of French and English out there in your catalog? Yeah. I'm never going to pick one. Like now that Mm -hmm. I started making music in French, I realize how important it is to me to be able to express myself in both of my languages. Um, And so, yeah, I think I'm always going to put out music in French and in English. Right now I'm focusing on this French album. I got a little bit of funding from Fécan. So I was actually able to do it. Um, like financially. Um, but yeah, I have a humongous catalog of English songs that need to come out. Um, it's just a matter of when, and like they are being produced right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm working on them and my, my musicians have done some recording on some of them. Um, I've also been able to like co-write some songs that I would love to like put out at some point. It's just a matter of when and how to kind of blend my English music with my French music in terms of like performance it performances or like release schedules or whatever. I need to, I need to plan it better right now. I'm kind of just like going with the flow as you said. Well, and I'm uh, sure that with the uh, music week coming up and you having all the different irons in the fire that there's going to be some opportunities afforded to you as well. So I, yeah, I'm I sure so. that the fans of the podcast who are just meeting you and fans of yours who are checking out our podcast are going to have a lot of future Laura Ray content to consume. Yeah. 
And for anyone that's uh, tuning into these bonus episodes that's also attending Music Week, we've been uh, announcing the showcases. So you are showcasing yourself um, on the Saturday? I actually have two showcases, which Excellent. I, again, that horseshoe, just like, anyway. Um, so the Saturday, the Friday, I'm showcasing at the Highland Arts Center at 8.15 p.m. Okay. Um, and so that showcase will be all English music. And then on the Saturday, I'm showcasing at Governors um, as part of le, La Cinq à Sept avec la FECAN, which is the Fédération Culturelle Acadienne de la Nouvelle-Écosse. So it's the French Cultural Association in Nova Scotia. And they do uh, like a cocktail hour showcase at Governors on Saturday. And that starts at five and my showcase is at six. So Mary Beth Cardi is playing just before me. And then I'm playing at six and that will be French music. But um, there might be a couple of English songs in that set list as well, just to showcase my bilingualism and yeah. That's that's awesome. And and thank you for explaining the difference there too. That was gonna be my follow up question is if they're what people could expect. So it's nice that you're able to showcase both at the same weekend. Yeah, I'm so excited. I have a small catalog of some French content in the background. I, I don't know French myself, so I, I'm embarrassed by that as a Canadian, but I do have a couple, but most of the content that I would have it's bilingual artists that will switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in the same song. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm going to have to see. That's an earlier part of the evening, too. So I may have to mosey on over to Governors and catch up some French music. Yeah, it should be yeah. a great time. I do think, too, like you said, the that some artists are like singing in French and in English, even in the same songs. And like, mm-hmm. that's not something that I've explored yet, but it's definitely something that's on my radar. And I've been listening to a lot of artists who do that recently. So, And yeah. most of my personal experience around it would be people more so Montreal, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're around New Brunswick or Cape Breton, like parts of Nova Scotia that have yeah. French, you definitely probably are picking up on people speak both languages in the same sentences around here. Yeah. I mean, even in Nova Scotia, like when mm-hmm. I moved here, I was very insecure about my French because I had only ever done it at school. Yeah. Um, like I never had French friends. And I, when I started working for the French school board, I was like very shy. And then meeting people who are Acadian, I was like, oh, like French is French and it doesn't matter what your accent is. It doesn't matter if you like throw a random English word in because you don't know the like official French word. If you're communicating what you want to communicate, like that's all language is, is just communicating. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. So, And that's um, kind of my point as far as uh, the the regional French. I I don't think anyone, I don't think any of us uh, Anglophiles are going to be intimidated to sit through a French set. Because we hear it all the time, whether or not we know what everyone's saying. So yeah. It it uh, definitely, for myself, that's cool to expand what content I can take in that weekend. So it's good to know. I don't think I realized that going through the schedule that that was a French set of artists. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what else can people, you're Dartmouth-based. Yeah, I'm based in Dartmouth. So I assume that occasionally you sneak out and play some shows aside from working on music in, in your my, house in my basement out for like open, you going to open mics and stuff like a little low-key or um not so much open mics but i do play occasionally at new scotland mm-hmm. um 
And I'm always like, I try to just book one or two shows a month because I don't want, I'm doing so much other stuff that it's hard to find the time. Um, And I also like, I only have so much material, so I don't want to play a show every weekend and I don't want to be playing covers. I I play some covers, but I don't want to be doing like cover gigs because like there are people who make their living doing that. And like, I'm very fortunate to have a full-time job that pays well. So like, you know, I'm okay not taking those gigs and letting someone who lives on their music have those. Um, yeah. So sometimes at new Scotland, um, but I mean, I don't know. I have music week coming up and then I'm going to take a little break. Um, and then I guess it'll be January before I get another show booked because it's already almost November. Oh, I know. It's crazy. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be music week and then it's going to be new year's and we're not going to remember what happened in between yeah. at all. So when, at the end of the episode here, we're going to play out with one of your songs. Okay, great. Um, is there a song that you would like our audience to hear? I could I mean, between them myself. Like, Didn't Know was my first one and it is nominated for a Music Nova Scotia Award. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that one's pretty cool. But also Pillow Lines is the first one I produced by myself. Um, so I'll let well, you choose. Well, we'll have... Uh, didn't know for anyone's listening didn't know was playing at the beginning of this episode just lord oh, yeah. didn't hear it because we're adding it after the fact <laughs> and we will play out with pillow lines great awesome yeah and uh i hope to catch you in person at music week yeah it'll be uh, good to meet you if you happen person. to be around when we're recording with the podcast there's going to be i don't have the times nailed down yet but there's going to be some drop-in times where we might do some instagram live streams and stuff too so Cool. If you're around and see me or if I get a chance, I'll pop you a note and let you know when we're doing those as well. Yeah, sounds good. And where's the best place for people to follow you if they want to keep up to date with the progression of the new album and anything you have coming out in the spring? Um, so I am most active on Instagram, Laura underscore Ray Music. Um, but I am on TikTok under the same username. I'm on okay. Facebook, Laura Ray. Um, and I have a website, lauraray.ca, where all my shows are listed. Um, and if you want, you can sign up to my newsletter and I'll send out like sneak peeks and behind the scenes stuff and maybe like have people who are signed up to the newsletter vote on like album art or set lists or whatever, get like early access to merch if that ever happens. Yeah. Uh, our our uh, podcast email is getting full with newsletters now, but that's awesome. We're going to have to sign up for yours there as well. Great. I know uh, a couple of the people that you named, I also have some that I keep up to date with them on that. They're yeah. really, for anyone listening, it is a really cool way to keep up to date. Yeah, it it's is. N- it's a little bit more than what you're going to get in a regular social media post. And you can kind of set it aside and digest it all at once and getting access to stuff you might not see on regular social media or previews of stuff is yeah i obviously like that i have a podcast that i focus on yeah. this stuff, but i'm sure anyone that's listening to the podcast is also into that, that type of thing so mm-hmm. and it also definitely. like if no if people don't know it does help it's so weird like funding and stuff is so bizarre but um having like mailing list subscribers the numbers help with um, applying for funding. So if you have an artist that you yes. really like and you want to hear new music from them, subscribe to their mailing list because it'll help them in their funding requests. 
So everyone, as you're listening to Pillow Lines, go subscribe to the newsletter and follow Laura on all of her social medias. And then go back to this episode and make sure that you hit subscribe while you're listening. Yeah. So that you get all of the rest of our bonus episodes. You can follow our content when we're doing our coverage for Music Week. And after Music Week, we're planning on going back to covering some of the provinces that surround Nova Scotia as East Coast music, not just Nova Scotia music. So, uh, Laura, thank you. Thank Um, you. Everyone can enjoy Pillow Lines as we play out here today, and I hope to see you at Music Week. See you soon. Sunrise and wake me up again. Pillow lines on my face. Oh
sit.